Hi, I'm Wendy Rule, and I'd like to invite you to join me and my psychedelic sidekick, Dr. Gonzo, on a musical exploration here on, and this one's introduced by, on Community Radio Station 3CR. Dr. Gonzo, and this one's introduced by is a 60-minute program where we listen to tracks from an album introduced by the artist who made the album. Thanks for listening, and this one's introduced by Wendy Rule is a rare creative free spirit. She's a strong woman who's able to plot a meaningful life for herself, also possessing a beautiful voice to complement her beguiling songs. Born a Scorpio in Sydney, her formative years influenced a creative direction singing with rock bands at 15 years old. Later, she developed an interest in the esoteric, becoming a practicing witch, and even using Wiccan philosophy, running creativity and meditation workshops. Wendy Rule has released 16 albums since her first solo album, Zero, in 1996, performs regularly in Australia, the USA and Europe. Her music defies characterization, always walking to the beat of her own drum, combining elements of gothic, folk, world, ambient and cabaret music and crossing over into pagan and new age categories with her many mythological, esoteric and ritual references. Wendy is as individual as she is prolific. Wendy Rule joins Dr Gonzo to present her album The Lotus Eaters on the 25th anniversary of its release on... And this one's introduced by, on Community Radio, 3CR. Hi, I am Wendy Rule. I'm a musician originally from Melbourne, but now living in New Mexico in the United States. But I still consider Melbourne my home base in some ways and come back here every year. And uh, I'm very happy to be here on uh, this one's introduced by. So I began my musical journey as a jazz singer years and years ago and then branched out into writing my own songs, formed some bands, and released my first album in 1996, which was called Zero. And from that point on, I've uh, been working with a musical collaborator, Rachel Samuel, who is a cellist, and she and I have gone on to record many albums together with lots of amazing musicians. And this album that I'd like to talk about today is called The Lotus Eaters. It was released 20 years ago and it's one of my favorite of my albums. I think because it's so, it's very honest and passionate, it relates to a a very tumultuous time in my life when I was dealing with the end of my first marriage, falling in love again and also beginning touring internationally, I began writing this album, or many of the songs on this album, my first US tour in 2001. So for me, it holds so many memories that I'd love to share with you. So the album is very loosely based on the myth of the Odyssey, the ancient Greek poem. And 
I have been interested in mythology for all my life, really, and it plays a big part in my spiritual practice, which is witchcraft and my paganism and witchcraft weave its way through all of my albums and is pretty integral part of my songwriting. For me, music and magic are really intertwined. They're the same thing for me. So, um, yeah, this album based on the Odyssey, I guess because I was going through such a big journey in my life, I kind of felt like I was the I was Odysseus, the, the Greek hero who spends 10 years on the ocean wandering after the Trojan War, trying to find his way back home. And I guess I was trying to find my center as well, find my way back home. So I identified with him and all his crazy troubles and meetings with goddesses and um, all the traumas of traveling over the wild, tumultuous sea. And I guess I also identified with some of the goddesses that he met, like the witch goddess Circe and Calypso. So that's the kind of loose theme, but really it all just comes back to my heart and my personal journey at this time. So I guess I'll just start with track one and let you know what's going on with this album. So I start with a song called Horses, and I remember writing this song. It was just before I went on my first US tour, my first international tour, actually. And I was feeling like I was pulled in so many directions and my heart was just so unsure and unclear and all I needed was deep solitude and time in nature. So I went away camping by myself in the depths of winter down along the Great Ocean Road and I remember being down there just clearing my head, trying to find, trying to find some sort of guidance. And I went down to the ocean and I saw the waves rolling in and, of course, they looked like Poseidon's horses, so wild and beautiful, that southern ocean. And then I saw one of those giant gulls flying above, and I thought, oh, I wish I could just fly away, fly away like that gull, leave all this craziness behind me. And it was pretty much the following year that I, uh, I began touring and did become a migrating bird. So here's this song called Horses, about love and freedom and following your wild spirit.
Track two on the album is called Everywhere and Nowhere and pretty self-explanatory really. I really felt like the ground had been ripped out under me um, at that point in my life, looking for guidance, grieving the end of my first marriage and um, dealing with some pretty heavy emotional stuff myself. For years I'd suffered from depression and thankfully don't anymore. But knew that what I needed to do to heal myself was to find my centre. So Everywhere and Nowhere is about, is about the attempt to do that. Yeah, that, that kind of manic energy that comes from, from not quite knowing where your centre is and not being able to express yourself clearly. So here it is, Everywhere and Nowhere.
track three on this album is called Penelope. So in the myth of the Odyssey, Penelope is Odysseus's wife. And he goes off to the Trojan War and he's away for 10 years. Then he spends that 10 years uh, making his way back home again. And in this time, Penelope has been raising their son Telemachus and hoping for her husband's return, the whole time getting hassled by suitors because she's the queen of this island who want her hand in marriage, want her wealth, and keep telling her that her husband's dead, but she doesn't want to lose faith. So I identified with this because that very first trip that I made to America in 2001, I fell in love with a guy, a Russian guy, uh, and it was beautiful, bright springtime. I was at a festival and everything was lovely. And, you know, the first time I'd fallen in love in a long time. And it just felt like um, my whole heart had just leapt open in the most beautiful way. But then, of course, I had to come home. And there was, I worked hard for six months to scramble an airfare together so that I could go back and visit him again in, uh, in October. And during that six months period, I just felt like I was waiting, 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 waiting. And um, it was really, really hard. And so I felt like poor Penelope waiting, waiting for Odysseus. So here we go. This is Penelope.
This track is called My Heart is Like an Open Flower and this is sung a cappella, which I kind of like to do on each of my albums. I, that's how I most often hear myself sing because, you know, I'll be walking, go, I love hiking, I'll be going on a hike, singing to myself and there's something to me that's just honest and pure about just just a song just with my voice. And again, this is entering now into a little bit more of an acceptance of and a stillness with just opening up to that possibility of whatever is to come now and uh, trusting a bit more in the flow of things. So here we go. My heart is like an open flower. My heart is like an open flower that breathes its petals to the sun. My heart is like an open flower that must endure what it's begun. So frail are the stamens of the soul and delicate the petals of the mind. My heart is like an open flower that mourns the love it leaves behind. Hi, I'm Wendy Rule, and we're listening to, and this one's introduced by, and I'm talking about my album, The Lotus Eaters, which came out 20 years ago in 2003. Hard to believe, but it did. <laughs> and... I'm up to track five with this album now. This song is called Strange Little Soul Bird. And I was mentioning on my very first track, the song Horses, that when I was writing this album, at the start of writing this album, I went away on a camping trip down the Otway Ranges to clear my head and settle my heart. And I've done this crazy thing where I thought I'll spend a week by myself and I, uh, I won't even take any reading material. I'll just get real zen and meditate around the fire. And of course, I was, you know, desperate for some entertainment after day two. Found a copy of Harry Potter underneath the seat in the car and read that. I remember that. But anyway, my only little friend during that week was a little bird that used to come by in the morning and I'd give it crumbs. And of course, I saw other nature. But this little bird I called my strange little soul bird and I wrote this song about it and it's pretty direct statement of my heart being pulled in two different directions and trying to work out what to do about that so here it is strange little soul bird As an eagle 
is the title track and this song the lotus eaters it's refers to a part of the myth of the odyssey where odysseus and his men go off exploring and he gets to this island the island of the lotus eaters and he sends his men a few of his men out to explore and see what's going on and they don't come back so he sends a few more and they don't come back and eventually he goes himself and finds out that the people of this island eat the sacred fruit of the lotus and it, you know it's a psychedelic it trips them out and they're in this state of perpetual bliss and happiness and he sees his men blissed out and smiling but what they forfeit is both memory and also a desire for anything else other than the perpetual now so they lose their desire to reach home which is the whole point of the odyssey is coming back to home back to center so this song i decided to sing in in french and i wanted it to feel otherworldly i don't speak french particularly well but i wanted it to feel like something unusual something weird was happening and I think it especially works well if you don't speak French and it's just this swirl of trancey imagery. And one of the feature musicians on this album is the amazing percussionist Elisa Goodrich, who I've continued to work with all these years. She was a feature musician and collaborator on my last album, Persephone. And Elisa is... Uh, 
an expert vibraphone player and the vibraphone really features on this song. So enjoy, trance out for a moment. This is called The Lotus Eaters.
Hi, I'm Wendy Rule, and you're listening to And This One's Introduced By, where the artist introduces tracks from their album, here on 3CR. The next track on The Lotus Eaters, track 7, is called La Femme de la Mer and The Woman of the Sea. And in amongst all this crazy time that my heart was going through, I was also wooed by a very beautiful woman. And just to add a bit more complexity to my already complex life, and she was a fellow Scorpio as well, and I felt very much like Odysseus tossed on the waves, unable to control the the huge swell of emotion, and uh, it was quite a journey with her. She turns up on another song later on in the in the album too, but La Femme de la Mer for yes, an old Scorpio love.
track eight on the album is called Circe. Circe is a goddess in Greek mythology who's considered a witch, and she's pretty amazing. Odysseus spends a year with her, and when he gets there, when he gets to her island, she tries to, well, she turns many of his men into swine, but he has a little magic herb and he has some guidance from the god Hermes, who says this is what you're going to have to do to, to be able to get away with meeting the beautiful goddess Circe. So, of course, he becomes lovers with her, spends a year, and it's actually Circe that gives him the guidance of both how to how to sail past the sirens and not be enticed by their song, to put uh, beeswax in his ears. But most importantly to me anyway, as a Scorpio, she gives him guidance as to how to access the underworld and how to gain inf important information from the, the departed, from the ghosts of the underworld. And so she's a very, very powerful goddess. And this song, there's an amazing statue that was in the art gallery, the National Art Gallery here in Melbourne, and I used to go visit it almost weekly. It's a statue of Circe. Those of us uh, who are familiar with this art gallery might, might know this statue. It's just a bit bigger than life-size bronze, and she, this beautiful woman is standing naked with her hands outstretched and a snake headdress. So on this album I say, come to the woman with the snakes in her hair, but it's not Medusa, it's Circe that I'm talking about, and I very much identify with her. Uh, here we go. It's Oh, and it also features the marimba of Elisa Goodrich. So this is Circe.
The next track on The Lotus Eaters is called Hecate. This was a game changer for me, this song. Uh, I'm a devotee of the goddess Hecate, of all goddesses, and Hecate is the goddess of the crossroads and also of witchcraft and magic in Greek mythology. She's a goddess of the liminal, and although she doesn't overtly turn up in the Odyssey. I felt that this was a fitting song for this album, again because of that journeying into the underworld that Odysseus does. So Hecate has become a very popular goddess in modern witchcraft and this song really kind of put me on the map, especially in the States. Recently, a few years ago, I was in a uh, in a little shop in Athens. I love to go to Greece regularly, and I speak a bit of Greek these days. And I um, was chatting with the shop assistant in Greek, and my very limping Greek, but anyway, making an effort. And she asked me why I spoke Greek, and I said, I really love Greece. I love Greek mythology. You know, I've, my latest album, this was back then, you know, my latest album is Persephone and I sing the role of Hecate in Greek. And she said, oh, there's a song I really love about Hecate. And she started singing it and it was my song. And I thought, wow, and we've stayed in touch since then. She wrote to me just recently. I thought, well, that's cool. And anyway, so this song was so much fun to record because it has a big chorus with chanting with everyone chanting the goddess's name Hecate Hecate and we basically just roped in anyone that was in the studio that day put a few ambient mics in the room and had a chorus of I guess probably about 10 people chanting so I love this song it means a lot to me and I pretty much include it every time I do a live show these days so here it is for the goddess Hecate Till a 
skeleton claws The sky I am alone in a forest of memories Dragging behind me the howl of the winter is called Ulysses, which is the Roman version of Odysseus's name. And this is an instrumental track, and it features the amazing viola of Jenny Thomas, who also played on my World Between Worlds album, the album before this. And I guess I just wanted to convey, have, it's a very short song, I think it's you know only a minute or so, but I wanted to convey just that feeling of what it is to be tossed on the ocean what it is to just have to give over to something bigger than you. And so it's deliberately kind of crazy sounding, I guess. So here it is, Ulysses.
next song is another song for a goddess. It's Calypso. In the myth of the Odyssey, Odysseus spends seven years with Calypso, kind of against his will, really. He lands on her island. She's a gorgeous goddess. Everything's just sensual and lovely. And, uh, but he can't really leave. He doesn't have the means to leave. So Odysseus's ally through the whole journey is the goddess Athena, and eventually she, you know, looks down to earth and goes, oh, wow, Odysseus is stuck on this island. I've got to do something about this. And she intervenes and, and makes sure that Calypso has to provide the means for Odysseus to leave. And so Calypso is forced to let go of her lover. And I felt like this. I So that beautiful love that was there that I found with that Russian guy in the springtime of 2001, I saved up all my dosh, went back to the States in October of 2001. And if you recall, of course, the Twin Towers happened in September of 2001. I was actually due to meet him in New York in September and my flight, of course, got, they were all cancelled. So what was meant to be this beautiful union became just horrible I entered a land of deep, deep grief. I flew into New York. It was just after the, you know, a month after the Twin Towers, there was also that anthrax scare that happened, and that's when I arrived, and people were freaked out. But I noticed this incredible thing had happened, that the city had opened its heart, and grief does that to us. It had opened its heart, and people, I'd be sitting in a cafe, and people just wanted to talk. And, and share their experiences and it was there was a deep beauty in that and the anti-war protests that started then and um, beautiful shrines set up anti-war shrines and shrines for the beloved dead it was it was an epic time to be in New York it was it was crazy and as it turned out I got back to the states and uh, this guy had been <laughs> he made a mess of it he had been fooling around I got back my heart was absolutely broken you know everything didn't work out as planned at all and I spent the rest of my time writing this album writing the rest of the, the songs on this album and immersing myself in what was now autumn so I'd been there in the first bright green spring and now I felt bereft and in autumn and ended up going to some friends who lived out in western Massachusetts, spent two weeks on the land there, the golden maple trees, and just allowed myself to grieve and grieve and grieve. It was, it, it was deeply heartbreaking for me. So this song, Calypso, I can't even sing it anymore. I don't think I've sung it for, since this <laughs> album was released. It's just so heartbreaking for me. And it really is that point where she's watching him sailing off, watching her lover sail off and going, I'm never going to see you again. And it's very sad. So here we go, Calypso. Like it never was Now my heart is It never was 
Like it never 
So track 12 on this long album is called The Water. And so after Calypso says goodbye to Odysseus, he heads off on a raft, still trying to make his way home. By this stage, all the rest of his crew are dead. Various things have happened to them, various traumas that have resulted in their death. And there's just Odysseus left with a raft and even that raft gets capsized because Poseidon, the god of the sea, is his enemy by this stage. And so to me this is that point of have just being completely stripped back to the bone where there's nothing else to lose and all you can do then is survive. And in the Odyssey, when Odysseus does finally reach land. There's this very beautiful passage where he's trying to claw his way, you know, onto the land, but rather than being a beautiful, smooth beach, it's sharp rocks and his hands get slashed open and it's an it's um, a harsh welcome and I guess that's what I felt when I when I'd returned to New York. But this song also came out at the height of, well, not the height of it because it's ongoing, but the refugee crisis in Australia where refugees were being treated just so incredibly cruelly and continue to be, of course. And when, once I'd written this, I thought, wow, that really relates to that story as well where you think you, you've done all the work to do this long journey, this long traumatic journey and all you want is a soft landing, all you deserve is a soft landing, and then to find harshness and rocks and bleeding hands is just so difficult. So this song's called The Water.
Eaters is called Come to the Lake. And I actually mention that guy by name in this song. I think it's the first time I've ever done that, or the last time, other than a god or goddess. So his name's Andre, and I say, Andre, come to the lake. And that um, tumultuous relationship was dragged out for years, long distance, as, I, as my heart kept grieving and hoping. And, uh, you know, the hooks were still in there, and I wrote this still in hope, reflecting on the first place that we'd met. So this is called Come to the Lake.
Hi, I'm Wendy Rule, and I'm here on 3CR on And This One's Introduced By, and I'm talking about my album The Lotus Eaters, which is 20 years old this year, released in 2003. So I have just a couple more tracks to talk about. This second last track is called The Raven Song, and earlier on, I talked about a song called La Femme de la Mer and a wild Scorpio woman who'd captured my heart for a while. And the Raven song relates to that story. I like to see all of the world as being an oracle. Everything in nature has a message for us if we're willing to open our heart and eyes and mind So I remember seeing three big ravens come and sit on um, some power lines one day just out the front of my house and I watched them and thought, hmm, because by that stage it had become the old bizarre love triangle situation and I saw these three ravens, I thought, okie doke, that's the three of us, what's going to happen now? And the one in the middle just sat there and the other two flew off in different directions. And I thought, okay, which one stays? (laughs) And it ended up being me at that point. So this is called The Raven Song.
final song on my album, The Lotus Eaters, is called Descend to the Ocean. And I wrote this song for my first husband, Bob, who is the father of my son, Reuben. And he's a lovely man. And I felt very remorseful about all that I put him through, as you can imagine, listening to this album and these stories. And thankfully, we're good friends now. But I wrote this song to let him know, to remind me that a love like that is always going to stay in your heart. So it's called Descend to the Ocean and to me was a soothing way to end this this album that takes you through such a tumultuous journey of the heart to come back to saying, you know what, some things kind of are eternal. So here we go, Descend to the Ocean.
To the stars that we navigate by Descend to the ocean Hi, I'm Wendy Rule, and you've been listening to me chat about my album, The Lotus Eaters, which came out 20 years ago. So it's a lovely opportunity to reflect on this album that is a journey of the heart, anchored in the myth of the Odyssey. If you'd like to listen to anything more recent, like my last album, Persephone, which is a retelling, a double album and a retelling of the ancient myth of Persephone, where I sing in the roles of the three goddesses in the myth, you can head to my website, wendyrule.com, 
And there you'll find links to Bandcamp, where you can download all my albums, and also to my Patreon page, which is where I'm doing lots of fun stuff, weekly videos, live streams. You can check all that out. But mostly, thank you for listening. Thank you for tuning in to 3CR. And thank you, Dr. Gonzo, for welcoming me as a gift on your show. Blessed be. Fantastic. Oh, good. Thanks for listening to an episode of And This One's Introduced By. I'm Dr. Gonzo and I'll be presenting another artist with another album next time on This One's Introduced By. Catch you next time. Hi, I'm Wendy Rule. Please support Community Radio 3CR. Get involved and find out more on the website at 3cr.org.au.